What's up? Welcome to Intune. I'm your co-host, Matt Rector, an aspiring luthier living in Baltimore, Maryland. And I'm Ethan Morissette, a music producer and founder of Blue Haven Music based in the Minnesota Twin Cities area. The awesome intro music you're probably listening to right about now is an original courtesy of Blue Haven Music, a.k.a. Ethan Morissette. Shameless plug, Ethan, where can people listen to your music? You can listen to my music if you look for Blue Haven Music on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, um, pretty much any music streaming platform. Um, And you can also check me out at my website, uh, www.bluehavenmusic.com. And we'll have a URL in the episode description for you. Awesome. Definitely check that out. Speaking of shameless plugs, if you like our content, please help us out. Give us a follow. Uh, Give us a positive rating on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. It's our goal to provide value to enterprising musicians, artists, and craftspeople. The more plays, follows, positive ratings, and shares we get, the more people we can reach. Tune in for new episodes on the first Wednesday of each month. Thanks for joining us today on our journey of entrepreneurship. This is episode two. Let's jump in. Ethan, what are we discussing today? Uh, Today, we are discussing the pros and cons of starting your own business and why we think more people should give it a try. In episode one, we gave you some backstory on our passions and told you that we're trying to start our own businesses right now, Um, but we're going to kind of focus more on the business side of things. Um, Matt and I both have reliable office jobs, and starting a business can be risky, Uh, There's definitely some pros and cons to starting and running your own business. Uh, Matt, what do you see as some of those pros and cons? Um, I guess we'll start with the the cons first so we can end on a a positive note. Um, You know, for me, I think really the all-encompassing thing, I think, is just, you know, everything's on you. Um, You have more responsibility you know, ultimately you are the bottom line. Like you are responsible for the success of whatever your business endeavor is. So that might mean that you have to work longer hours, right? Um, that might mean that, uh, you don't take a paycheck, you know, sometimes, right? Um, some businesses, they, they don't turn a profit for, you know, like the first couple years, right? Um, so it's, it's definitely, more responsibility, uh, I think, is really the biggest thing. What about you? What What do you see as some of the the cons, and maybe in particular, like um, for Blue Haven Music uh, and how it relates to to your business? I mean, I think the the longer hours is definitely um, is is definitely one of the cons because you're you're working. You know, for you and both of us, we're working eight hour days. And then on top of that, you've got to work on your business and that's the only time you really have to work on it. So it can be, it can be, um, kind of draining sometimes and, and figuring out how to stay motivated can kind of be a challenge there that can lead to burnout, of course, with the, um, working all the extra time and putting all the extra energy in, one thing that I, I had down is you really have to work on yourself a lot. Most people, you know, um, 
starting your own business is a lot of risk and it's a lot of work. Um, you gotta, you know, I know for me, um, I've had to work on, um, you know, time management and, um, work on how, on how to get stuff done more efficiently. Um, and sometimes that can be kind of hard because you're sort of having to face some of the things that you struggle with. Um, but they're things that you have to work on to get to that next level to make your business successful. Um, so I think, you know, I, I've known for me that it's been kind of a long journey um, working on self-development. Um, and that's all kind of feeding into um, building up Blue Haven music. Sure. I mean, I think time management is huge. Like that's one of the the biggest challenges, I think, especially, you know, when you already have like a, a reliable, you know, Monday through Friday, nine to five office job, that sort of thing. And you're maybe trying to do something on the side until you can, um, you know, feasibly make that your full-time gig. It's like you're working two jobs. Like right now, you know, I work six days a week and, um, you know, it is stressful sometimes like, um, and then it, it can also, you know, it can kind of strain some of your, um, you know, your relationships with your family and friends and, you know, spouse, significant other, when you're just so focused on, on work, you know, it's, it is very challenging to find that balance. Um, cause you can't, you can't just neglect all the other aspects of your life. You know, um, you can't neglect your work um, if you want to keep your job. You can't neglect your significant other if you want to keep them around or keep them happy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it can be super challenging balancing all that um, and and staying motivated. Like even if you can fit all of that stuff in, how do you stay motivated and driven to keep working on what you're working on? Because again, like if it's all on you, that's going to require a lot of energy from you. You can't always lean on somebody else to kind of pick up some of the slack. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I think that's one of the, the biggest challenges. I know you hear a lot of people when you talk to them, they're like, oh man, I've always wanted to do that. Like, or, you know, I play guitar and a lot of times when I, um, people find out that I play guitar, they, they always say, oh, you know, I, I've always wanted to learn, but I just don't have the time. Like, you hear that a lot. I just don't have the time. And, I mean, we all have the same amount of time. You know, we all have the same amount of hours in a day, right? Um, it's really just how you are prioritizing it. And, you know, if you want to, if you want to make it happen, if that's what you want, whatever your particular goal is, you have to be willing to set aside the time to do that and, um, yeah, it, it can be, it can be a sacrifice sometimes. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta sacrifice some of that Netflix and chill time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. For it, sure. Yeah. I, I know that I've, I've, I, and I, I mean, I've gotten to a point where like, I'm, I'm totally okay with the balance that I have as far as, is like how much TV time I get and all that stuff. But I mean, yeah, you, you just have to do things like watch less TV and be more intentional about how much you're using your smartphone. Cause like, 
I, I don't know about you, but like, like I've noticed and I've had to work on, um, I'll sometimes just absentmindedly pick up my smartphone and I will catch myself in the middle of it and I'll just literally tap the screen to see if there's any new notifications and I'll be like, why am I even picking up my phone right now? Like it's such a, it's such a habit. So I, I've, I've had to kind of learn to, to avoid that because it is distracting. It is, especially if, you know, you do 10 minutes of work and then you pick up your phone and it distracts you from what you're doing. I mean, that's, that's, that's not only preventing you from getting into a flow, but it's just, it's, it's a, kind of almost a pointless use of time if you're just picking up your phone to see if you have any new notifications. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think you can definitely uh, lose track of time when it comes to your phone and social media and that sort of thing. Um, I mean, a lot of the social media platforms are sort of designed in a way to um, be as, I don't know if distracting is the right word, but yeah, <laughs> you know, be like, as um engaging as possible where they just suck you in and then like the next thing you know you look at the time and it's like man what have i been doing for you know 30 minutes or for an hour right and when again when you're trying to start your own business and the amount of time you have is maybe a few hours outside of work each day like if that you know like that that whole hour that you just blew on social media or watching a couple episodes of a show, like it matters. <laughs> like mm-hmm. n- now I'm not saying that you should be like grinding every single day. Cause obviously no one's going to be able to maintain that, but that's, that's where the, you know, you're going to experience some burnout, but the, those, those little, distractions that you run into that end up taking a half hour hour of your time when you are motivated those those take away a big chunk of the only available time you have you know um Mm -hmm. all right well i think that's enough about um time management um do you see any other big cons um to sort of starting and running your own company is there anything else that comes to mind I mean, kind of the one, one of the big things we haven't talked about is risk, right? Um, I, I mean, obviously risk can come in a lot of forms. Um, I think the first one that kind of pops up is monetary risk. Um, I mean, you and I are in a situation where we're working in a job and we're also trying to work on our businesses. So right now our monetary risk is relatively low, but if you were to just quit your job right now, you know, monetary risk is a very, very going to be a very real thing. Um, but, you know, maybe at some point when we get to that point where we're ready to give it a shot and go all in, that monetary risk is definitely going to exist even then, even if we're already starting to make some money. Um and I think there's also, I, I kind of wrote down ego risk. Um, cause, uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, if, if you fail, I mean, that could be a big hit to your, your ego, you know, and, um, mm. Mm, okay. You know, and what, 
Um, it, sometimes when you're all in with something like a business and you fail, the fail failure hurts more because yeah, um, because it's something you care so much about and it's something that's, I mean, at least for like you and me, what we're going into is something we care a lot about. So it's something that sort of makes us both a little vulnerable, right? Because oh, like, yeah, for sure. Like imagine if someone like came up to you and you showed them one of your guitars and they're like, like, well, that's okay. <laughs> you know, like, or it's garbage or yeah, just like total garbage. Like I'm going to use this to pot plants instead of actually using it as an instrument. Um, like that's going to hurt, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it's the same thing with me and my music. You know, if if I, I make a song and someone's like, and I put a lot of work into it, and then someone's like, uh, yeah, this is not really for me. <laughs> you know, that's, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's going to be, it's going to be hard not to take that at least a little bit personally. So I think there's a risk in going into something you're really interested in starting your own business because it really opens you up um it it, it kind of opens you up to be a little bit more vulnerable um and that's always kind of a scary risky thing you know um so that was one other thing i had for risks i don't know if it, are there any other risks you can think of with with starting your own business i mean besides kind of like what we talked about with the you know, potential stress on relationships and things like that and just time. I think that's mainly sums it up. I, I would echo what you're saying about, um, you know, the risk. Like, you know, if you work for a big corporation and, like, they go out of business, like, I mean, obviously you probably care that you lost your job and that sort of thing. But, you know, a lot of people, to a lot of people, work is work, Right. And so they don't necessarily have a a huge personal attachment to the type of work that they're doing or the job that they're doing. Right. Um, But yeah, I think when you are putting something so personal out there as as a product you made or uh, a piece of music that you've composed, um, it's tough um, to hear negative feedback. But on, on the other hand, like, I also think that it's important to get that feedback. Like if something's not working, like if one of my guitars is truly terrible, like I don't want someone to tell me it's great, you know, like I want to know that it's terrible so that I can make it better or I want to know what they don't like about it. Right. And hopefully it's, Um, it's presented in a way that's not just totally negative and absolutely not constructive at all but but yeah you you don't want to be you don't want to be coddled you know just to make you feel good because it's not based in reality necessarily like if your stuff actually is Mm -hmm. terrible or your stuff is not very good like people telling you it's super good oh wow that's really great like is never it's not going to help you get to where you Mm want to get and i guess Maybe the other thing too, you know, another thing is just lack of guidance. Like if you're starting a business, um, you know, like I don't really know anyone else. I don't have any like friends 
like personal friends that build musical instruments, right? Like, right. And I think that when you're starting uh, a business, like sometimes you're kind of getting into something that you might not have like a lot of personal mentorship on. Like maybe you have mentors in your life that help you, but they don't necessarily know the exact subject matter of what you're getting into. And I think a lot of times um, the people you know, uh, sometimes they can be your biggest supporters, but also they can be your biggest skeptics, skeptics, you know, like, um, yeah, like I just don't have any, you know, really close family members or friends or anything that build musical instruments. It's such a niche thing. So getting into something like that, I've had to learn a lot on my own and just that lack of guidance. Right. I, I totally get you. I mean, I'm in the same boat in a lot of ways. I I don't have any relatives that I, I have some relatives that, um, sort of have their own business, but, um, but as far as music goes, like, you know, I, I'm I'm not the only musician in the family, but I'm definitely the only person who's tried to make a living off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I definitely get that. I think one last thing you know that I I had on my list is is and this might be different for everybody, but um, I think work is for a lot of people. Um, either their main or one of their main social outlets. Um, and if you're transitioning into a job where it's kind of just you, especially to start with, that's going to, Oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's going to shift, um, your social outlet. Um, I, I know for me work is definitely my main social outlet right now. Uh, I mean, of course I have relationships outside of work, but on a daily basis, work is where I get my main socialization. Um, and whenever the day is that I quit my job, I'm probably going to start by myself, you know? And, and that's gonna, that's gonna require me to think about where, what's my new social outlet. Um, and, and, and that's in, in some ways that's a little, uh, not scary, but you know, something that I know that I'll have to deal with when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. That's, that's a good point for sure. All right. Well, I think we're probably running out of time here on the cons. Let's go ahead. Um, yeah, we gotta be positive and yeah, let's, let's talk about, we gotta make it sound, uh, all the reason- <laughs> we gotta make it sound like it's a good reason to start your own business. Not it's all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, I guess since I started with cons, what, uh, what are your pros that you see? Yeah. I'll be the optimist. Um, I mean, there's, there's obviously a lot of pros and my opinion is there's more pros than cons. Um, I'm biased because I'm trying to do it, but, um, the, I think the number one thing for me is freedom. Um, because when you're working for yourself, freedom comes in a lot of forms. Um, and you know, freedoms to make your own choices. You know, you don't have a boss telling you what to do. Um, saying you got to work on this today. You got to work on that today. You get to decide what you work on today. Um, 
even if it's something you don't really want to do right now, um, you know, you, you still get to make that choice and that, Mm -hmm. that freedom is definitely, um, I don't know, something I crave. I, I, um, there's some days I go into work and I'm like, I don't really want to work on this today, but I kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there's freedom of choices. And um, I think um, freedom of work hours too. I, I think starting starting your own business initially, we've kind of talked about how it's going to be longer hours to begin with so that those work hours might not seem like a positive things at first. But eventually once you get, yourself off the ground you get to start picking your own work hours you know Mm -hmm. um whether that's still nine to five monday through friday or whether you start your days at 10 a.m um you you kind of get to choose that um and that's definitely definitely a big big pro um in my opinion Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there are freelance, like, people who are doing freelance work out there that, you know, work like, you know, 30-hour work weeks, 20-hour work weeks. Heck yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think a lot of those people, you know, they they initially had to work really hard uh, to sort of build themselves up before they could get to that point. Right, but, I mean, um, you just have to visualize once you get to that point, how great is that going to be? Yeah, the the long term goal. You gotta you gotta play the long game. <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say another thing on top of that, as far as freedom goes, and this is a big one for me. I don't know about if it is for you, but um, vacation hours. Um, I'm very at my employer. Um, I've only got so many vacation hours I can take. Um, and I mean, I've got it like relatively speaking, pretty good. I've got like three weeks a year, which for some people, that's a ton. Um, But it's still something that I have to work my entire year around and my entire schedule around. Like if I want to go to Europe, I, in a given year, unless I start building that up and letting those hours carry over, like I've only got three weeks to work with in the entire year. And then that takes away vacation days from you know uh, other things like maybe spending a longer holiday at home around christmas um i mean it it would just be nice um to not have to worry about that to be like i own my own business i can shut down shop for one month and go to europe and it doesn't matter because Mm -hmm. i get i know i'm gonna be okay financially um, you know, I, I, I know that that'll all work out and I can just decide that that kind of plays into work hours a little bit, but, um, that's one thing personally, I feel very throttled by in my job is the, the limited amount of vacation. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I ran out of PTO this year, <laughs> you know, and it's like, I have three weeks and I I don't want to sound like I can, I'm complaining because the company I work for is a good company and I generally enjoy my job. Um, you know, it's a, it's a good company to work for, but three weeks, I just, 
<laughs> it's you know, like if if you went to Europe for two weeks, and I feel like if you went to Europe, like you have to be there at least like a week, if not two, for it to be worth it, right? To go overseas, right? Um, and you're over there for two weeks, and you only have a week left, right? And between like all the holidays, and maybe of like some weddings to go to, uh, maybe like someone you know, God forbid passes away, you have a funeral to go to. It's like, that's really not that much. Right. Like, and we spend so much of our lives working. And I guess that um, brings me into one of my pros is like, we spend so much of our lives working, you know, why not do something that you care about? Um, And I'm not trying to say that there's anything wrong with if you're the type of person who just wants to clock in, clock out, collect a paycheck, and then, um, you know, your work is just work, and um, there's nothing wrong with that. If, if, you know, that's what you want in life and you're happy and content with that, like, that's great. Um, but I know for me, like, I want more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that sounds, I don't know, I don't want to sound pretentious, like. Oh, my gosh, Matt. <laughs> but just I, I just yeah i want more than that out of life than just spend you know we spend the majority of our lives working like i don't want to spend the majority of my life putting work towards something that i don't really like care about there you know yeah it's not like you don't care about it at all but they're not your goals they're not your exactly exactly they're not my goals yeah and i I think that a lot of I know that's that's one thing for me is I you know I it's not that I don't think my company isn't doing good good stuff. I mean, it's an insurance company, but you know, I mean, you can look at insurance in the stereotypical like negative way that they're just trying to get your money. But I mean, they do serve the community, but I the, the goals that are set there, they're they're things that like I think you know, are maybe honorable, but they're just not things that I I don't personally feel like I'm making a big impact in the world with what I'm doing, you know. Um, some yeah. people might, but for me personally, I think there are other things that I think I can make a bigger impact in the world doing. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think one of the other things I had down here for freedom, um, and we can't don't have to dwell on it too long, but I, I think one thing that's worth saying is if you get to have the freedom of choice, you get to choose how your business is structured and how um, and what your income looks like. Is it in meaning what I mean by that is do you get to structure your business around passive income or active income? Um, passive income is another form of freedom. You know, not decoupling your work from the income that you get, you know, so you don't have to work to get money. You know, you can build up, you can build up in like in my case, um, you know, the whole in the whole music licensing world, you can make music. And if someone uses it in their video or their commercial, I can get royalties kicked back for to me without having to work at mm-hmm. all, you know, um, so that that freedom from having to work to get income is another thing that can come if you 
if you structure your business around that. Mm-hmm. And not all businesses can do that, but that's another thing to consider. <laughs> sure. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think that really applies to <laughs> guitar building, um, you know, unless I became some big famous um, guitar company and other people were building for me. But that's not really what I want. I, I like being, you know, hands-on. I, I want to build the instruments myself, you know. So sure. um, that's something that will probably never be at least with what I want to do and my vision for, for my future, passive income is not something that will probably ever really be um, a benefit for me. But I can definitely see from your standpoint how that could give you, you know, once you get to that point, it would give you a lot of, um, a lot of freedom. And I guess, you know, talking about freedom, like, I think the, you know, the biggest con we, or one of the biggest cons we talked about is just, you know, all the responsibility that's on you, everything is on you. But on the other hand, you know, one of the biggest pros is that everything is on you. Like you get to be the captain of your own destiny. Um, you know, you get to decide when you're going to work. Um, you get to decide, you know, what you're going to charge. Um, you know, you get to decide what jobs you're going to say yes to, what jobs you're going to say no to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if something's more personally fulfilling, like, um, you know, you can choose to to take a different role or accept a different job or whatever it is um, just based on, you know, what you want. Um, you're not really subject to answering to a corporation. Um, right. You could choose to captain your own ship. Yes. <laughs> and your ship's named Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> wow, how cheesy. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. Um, I guess moving on here, one of my other points um, is about wealth. So... I think this is a tough one because, you know, I don't know that as a luthier, I I don't know that I'll ever be super wealthy, but the, the way that I think of it is right. Like if you work for a corporation, the company has to take their slice, right? Mm -hmm. And when you're working for yourself, depending on how your company is structured and the, the type of expenses you have, like, you know, overhead for a building or if you have a building or, you know, if you're paying employees or anything like that, but, you know, you really control that. So, you know, the company doesn't necessarily have to eat into the profits that you're making because if you're just like a one-man show, all the profit goes back to you, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, besides your expensive, that just goes right back to you. Um, and so in some ways, I, I think that if you develop your business the right way, um, there's really more money potential there. Right. Um, you know, and if you look at the most, some of the most successful, like financially successful people in the world, (laughs) they're all business um, owners. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're all business owners or they're all running companies, um, you know, that sort of thing. And a lot of them didn't start, you know, with lots of money. Like, um, 
you know, like Steve Jobs started Apple in a garage. Jeff Bezos started Amazon in a garage. Like, you know, they weren't ultra uber wealthy when they started. Yeah, though, absolutely. The the wealthiest people in the world are business owners. I mean, what Elon Musk is the biz. It, I mean, last I heard is the the richest man and then probably Jeff Bezos. I mean, it was Jeff Bezos before him. So, um, I mean, think of Bill Gates. Think of, uh, what's his name, Tim Cook, you know, or Steve Jobs, you know. Like, they're mm-hmm. all probably just swimming in money. And they're well, all... Well, Steve Jobs has okay. passed on to the afterlife. Okay, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> but... And there's no money there, so I mean, you can't take it with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> um, <laughs> as far as we know. Yeah, I mean, depending on what your you know belief system is. <laughs> I I'm Egyptian. I believe that we carry our possessions into the afterlife as long as I'm buried in a pyramid. Okay. Well. <laughs> uh, good luck. You better uh, you better start working on that pyramid. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, there's there's absolutely the potential there, you know, of if you work for an employer, you're going to make whatever they they set your salary to be. And you're not going to have a lot of control of that. Not every business is going to respond well to you saying I want to raise. Um maybe smaller businesses will, but larger businesses, they have a system in place and they might not feel if they're bigger, they might not feel um, as worried about you demanding a raise and then saying, well, I'm going to go somewhere else if I don't get a raise, you know, because they've got a bigger employment pool to work with. Yeah. I think at large corporations, you can kind of definitely get lost in the crowd. Like, you know, it. I hate to say it, but you know, a lot of times, you know, people are just expendable to businesses. Um, and the other thing too is, you know, like inflation is so high right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you get like a, say you get like a 2% raise every year or something, I don't know, like whatever the industry standard is. Oh yeah. <laughs> inflation is like at 8% right now. So theoretically based on your buying power, you make less money. Like you have less buying power the next year than you did before. Yeah. Here, here, let me give you a merit increase for the great job that you did last year for working your, your butt off. And, uh, by the way, you're actually going to be getting paid less (laughs) as far as buying power goes. It's, it's crazy. Like the way inflation is right now, it, it's so high that, I think most companies just standard merit raises are not going to um they're not going to outpace that. So like theoretically, yeah, you're you're making less relative to your buying power. Yeah. I mean it's it's like anywhere from 2 to 5% at my company, so yeah. Rate of inflation's higher than that, then yeah, it's not going to keep up. Mhm. Interesting times. Um, I mean, I guess the other thing, um, with that, that I, I guess I had on my list was, you know, nothing is really certain. And I think that a lot of people, they stay at their reliable office job 
just because it's it's the sensible thing to do. It's reliable. But like the economy could completely tank tomorrow and your company could lay you off or your company could go out of business. And, you know, there really is no guarantee. So why not bet on yourself? You know, why not gamble on yourself and do the thing that you want to do and try to achieve your own goals for yourself instead of someone else. Right. I mean, on the same wavelength, you know, so many people are so focused on making it to retirement and that's the goal. You know, I can't wait till I get to retirement because then I can finally travel. Well, what if you get to retirement and say the economy crashes and your 401k is worth nothing? (laughs) Are you going to be able to retire? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I mean, that could totally happen. It could. It, It It's, I mean, most people are counting on it not happening and it's not like it, it seems like it's unlikely, but I mean, it still could happen. And then, and then what situation are you in, you know? Um, so, I mean, I don't want to wait for retirement, you know, to do some of the stuff that I want to do because there's no guarantees. <laughs> no guarantees retirement will be there when you know or i might have to retire way later in life yeah i don't think most people look back on their life and say oh man i wish i wouldn't have taken any risks ever <laughs> like <laughs> no one says that you know like i'm going to say it i think the biggest the biggest regrets that people always have are like oh man i really wish i would have like you know tried that one thing or I really wish I would have chased after that girl or, you know, what, whatever it is. But like the people, the things that people regret, I feel like are always, um, taking the risks, not, not playing it safe. I don't think people regret. I I don't think people are like, Oh man, I wish I would have played it safe more. I really, I really regret taking a risk and successfully following my dream because it was risky. Yeah. I regret that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if it know. fails, if you, you know. Yeah, I mean, but if you even if you take a risk and it fails, like, at least you tried and then, I, I guess that's kind of cliche, but yeah, at least you tried and then you know, and you can say that you tried it, and you you don't regret that later. Right. It's a very... It's a very, very common thing, you know, that people, people regret what they didn't do, not what they did do. Mm-hmm. Yes. So start yes, your own exactly. business, people. <laughs> it's what we should all do. We have no need for people to be employees of companies anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat related and a little bit different. I remember hearing something crazy like 33% of like the United States workforce are freelancers now, which I just heard that. Wow. And I was just like, wow. what the heck? A third. That surprises me that that number is that high. I would not have thought that. Take statistics with a grain of salt. I don't know where exactly it came from. I, I just heard it in a podcast, but um, <laughs> he was basically making the claim that that's where everything is trending with the internet. 
as more and more people mm-hmm. are, you know, um, more and more people are heading that direction. And if you're not moving in that direction, there's a chance in a few years, maybe, maybe more like a decade, five, 10 years from now, you might get left behind, you know, automation might automate mm-hmm. your job. <laughs> and then what, <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I necessarily believe that there will ever be a point where automation will automate all like work where you're an employee for somebody else. But, um, but it's an interesting thing to think about that apparently a third of the United States workforce is, is working for themselves. Um, I want to be in that, that one third. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Um, I think that's kind of interesting. Um, you know what you're saying about automation. Like, I think that in a lot of ways we sort of humans yearn for that human touch and that human connection. And if you look at a lot of products that are made out of wood, because I'm a woodworker, you know, I, um, a luthier is a, is basically a woodworker, a specialized woodworker. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of stuff today that you see in the stores that's actually mass manufactured by machines, you know, is made to look rustic, right? Like it's, it's made to look like it. It's been used. Was made by hand or like has been used. Yeah. When in fact it wasn't made by hand, it was manufactured, but it's made to look like, you know, some sort of antique or something um, that would have been made by hand. Bunch of posers. And I think there's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I just think that it goes to show that I think there will always be a demand for the human touch. Things, yeah, things that have that human touch that's sort of undescribable. I, I don't know the word i'm looking for you know <clears throat> you you've inspired me matt i'm gonna go whitewash my jeans right after this episode nice <laughs> and i'm gonna rip them too <laughs> yeah I, I, i'm just actually gonna go rip all of my clothes or you could just you know wear them until they rip and then they'd be actually authentic nah that's that's gonna take too long <laughs> <laughs> I buy too high quality of clothes. Mm. It's something I regret. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're running out of time here. Um, did you have anything else that you want to talk about today uh, for the pros? I, not really. Um, I, mean, I think we touched on kind of the major ones. I I think, in you know, in a nutshell. There's to me, there's more pros than there are cons to starting your own business. There's more reasons to do it than to mm-hmm. not. I would agree. The only thing that I had was that, um, you know, depending on the type of company that you build, you know, you're able to to leave a legacy behind. Like when I play a vintage guitar, I think about, you know, the luthier who whose hands have touched this, you know, who made this, who crafted this Mm -hmm. and the music that that instrument has made. And 
you know, you can play a guitar that's a hundred years old and there's a certain, uh, a certain sort of history to that instrument. Right. And I hope, you know, that a hundred years from now, someone is pl- going to be playing one of my instruments, um, and appreciating it in the same way. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's one way that you live on after you pass away is, is through whatever you produced and put out into the world. Um, so. All right. Well, what we're saying is go out there and uh, put yourself out there in the world and, uh, um, do something that you care about and the world will be a better place for it. Risk it to get the biscuit. That's right. (laughs) All right, I think that's a wrap for episode two. Again, if you like our content, please help us out by following and giving us a positive rating on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. The more plays, follows, positive ratings, and shares we get, the more people we can reach. Look out for new episodes on the first Wednesday of each month. Until next time, stay tuned.